Hi, welcome to the Modern Mom Life Show. I'm your host, Michelle Hancock, and I'm excited to be here, and I hope you are excited to hear about today's show. We have a really good topic. I'm very excited about this topic. Um, I was first introduced to the Enneagram many years ago at a conference. I learned my number, and ever since then, I've just been fascinated with this. Um, If you don't know what the Enneagram is, we are going to talk about that. And we're also going to talk with Ann Gad about better parenting by using the Enneagrams and knowing your number and your child's number. It's going to be great. So while I'm waiting for her to get on, I just want to talk a little bit about um, this app. It's the call-in app. It's great. You can talk to anybody on it. People can ask questions. And if you have questions for myself or Ann, um, please feel free to get on and ask a question and we will try to answer that as soon as possible. I do see Anne is on now. Let me invite her to speak. Let's see if that works. Technology is so much fun. Um, but yeah, so thank you for being here. This is a weekly show. Uh, modernmomlife.com is the website that I write for and I publish. And over there right now, we have easy recipes, some fun St. Patrick's Day activities for the kids, and a lot of road trip travel resources like a workbook or any um, any fun kids activities that you can do at home because a lot of us are at home right now. Um, let me see if I can get this to work again. Here we go. And, and you'll just have to unmute your microphone if you see that. It's a red button. Technology is so fun. <laughs> Let's see. I see you there as a speaker. You just There's a little mic by the end room, um, or I'm sorry, by the thumbs up. Just push that mic. In. There you go. Awesome. Anne, are you there? Oh, I hear, I hear something. I'm hoping this works. She's, she's calling from South Africa, so it's a little, little far from us here. Oh, I hear, I hear some noise. I just don't hear your voice. Do you hear me? I don't hear anything. Oh, I just heard, oh, yay, yay, I hear you. (laughs) It was the microphone, I think, that was giving the problem, so I'm going to go without a mic, yeah. I'm good. Okay. No problem. I can hear you perfectly now. So thank you for being on and thank you for holding on there. I know this is, it's a new app and it's kind of different, but it's, it makes it a little bit easier. It's all in one app platform so you can record and edit and do all this stuff in one place. So thank you for being here. I really appreciate you taking your time. Um, and just tell us a little bit about, well, uh, let me let me introduce yourself. <laughs> this is Anne Gad, and she is a fully accredited Enneagram practitioner, presenter, and professional member of the International Enneagram Association. Um, you're also a holistic therapist, artist, workshop facilitator, and journalist. And she is the author of 35 books. That's so awesome. 
uh, including Sex in the Enneagram in the, an Enneagram's Kids series of books. And Anne lives in Cape Town, South Africa. Thank you so much for being here, Anne. I appreciate it. My pleasure. Um, thank you for having me on the show. Yeah, so tell me a little bit about how you got into the Enneagram. Uh, before you came on, I was mentioning that I had I had heard about it like three years ago, but I didn't really know what it was until I went to a conference, and then I took the quiz, and I learned my numbers, um, and then I've just been fascinated with it since. So how, how did you get into this? I normally say 20, but I'm now realizing it's more like 30 years ago. <clears throat> my brother gave me this book, The Wisdom of the Enneagram, and I mistyped myself. So I never really got into, mm, yeah, there are bits there that are mm, well, possibly me, but not really. Then a few years later, I picked up a book and um, another book on the Enneagram, and I read about my husband. And it was like reading something that only his best friend could have written. I mean, his little habits, how he acted, his man cave, he's a five. I mean, it was just incredible. And I thought, well, if it can be so accurate for him, I clearly must have missed my type. And so that set me on a journey of going back into the Enneagrams and going to various workshops. And I did some workshops with Russ Hudson um, when he was out here and, you know, just trying to find, literally trying to find myself. And when I did that, um, then it became the most incredible journey because I have been somewhat of a workshop junkie. You know, if there's some alternative thing to study i've been in there i've done it but nothing resonated with me as much as the enneagrams have done in terms of a path for self-growth no i find it fascinating um did you once you start so once you learned your enneagram number what did it all like click for you or were you in denial a little bit or i mean like explain that to me like <laughs> well, I mistyped myself. Um, and so, you know, once again, parts of it seemed to be true, but they weren't totally true. And I misunderstood the concept of a nine because they say that the nine's vice is sloth. And I thought five and a half thousand paintings done and sold and all these books, there's nothing sloth about that. And so I didn't relate to it. But when I understood that the sloth can and very often refers to a laziness to wake up to yourself, then it all started falling into place. And then I understood myself where I hadn't understood before. So it was more a lack of understanding of the actual type than it was not getting the type. That makes sense. And then do you find that you, for me, once I learned a little bit more about all the different numbers and um, I was like, oh my goodness, that makes sense why I maybe didn't, like I butt heads with this person or <laughs> like what are, for somebody that doesn't know what an Enneagram is, maybe they just stumbled on this. What What's a easy terminology or how can you explain this to someone that maybe doesn't even know what it is? I think something like the Myers-Briggs, it shows you who you are. I think the difference with the Enneagram is it shows you not only how you see the world, but how you've become trapped by your way of seeing the world and therefore how you can liberate yourself from it. So it's not a personality profiling system full stop. The point of identifying your type 
is not to say, yay, yippee, I'm a seven or a five or whatever you happen to be, but to say, okay, I've got caught in this box of my personality that I've created because of various neurosis. And how am I going to get out of the box I've created? So knowing what your type is, is only the very first step on the journey. It's not the end of the journey. Oh, I love that because you're right. Whenever I found out my number, I was like, oh, this, this is my number. Woohoo. But, <laughs> but now I'm like, okay, maybe there are some things about my number that is, that I really need to work on. Um, and for example, I have some friends that are ones and they, sometimes they see that as a negative. I mean, um, but I'm like, well, there's some positive, there's positives and negatives to every number. Wouldn't you say like, I mean, I don't know. I, I like that you say don't box yourself in because I could feel like some people would box themselves in after finding or use that as an excuse to, um, oh, well, that's just how I am. You know, <laughs> um, do, can people change their Enneagrams over time or is that is it pretty ingrained in us? I guess is the question. You can't change your type. Your type is who you've come in this world to be. What you can do is change the health level of your type. And when I talk health, I'm not talking just physical. I'm talking mental and emotional. I talk about it as being integrated because I think there's some confusion when you say health, people automatically assume physical health. Um, but it's health on all levels, so it's integration. So, yes, you can take the type you are and move up the levels of integration and therefore become more conscious of yourself as a person because most of us are fairly – blind about our less pleasant aspects mm -hmm. it's our ego's way of protecting itself we don't really want to face the fact that we actually might be a bit selfish or we might be giving to get or you know all of the other little foibles that all of us have yeah self-awareness for sure that that's something that we could probably all work on um Absolutely. so yeah why do you think it's important to know um, your family members' Enneagram numbers when it comes to parenting and especially, or even marriage? I know you have, you, you're an author of 35 books. Um, is one of those, you know, marriage? <laughs> Sex and the Enneagram, yes, it is. Oh. It's specifically designed to understand not only yourself, but your partner and what stops you from being present in that relationship. So, um, yeah, that's yeah. a very helpful tool for couples. Yeah. Um, and that would have been, that would be very nice to know before you jump into marriage too, is like, you know, what are, what are yours and what is my, do, do you think people that have the similar types do better together as a relationship or is that a recipe for disaster? <laughs> they say opposites attract. And I yes. think that we attracted to the, shadow side of ourselves um and then you know that's the partner we choose i think there hasn't been much research done on it but i think that type fours are the only types that tend to have good relationships together okay um if you for instance put two eights the the boss or the challenger together the forceful type the direct enjoy conflict enjoy Stepping into the fire and going at it in a hammer and, 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 and what is it? Hammer and tongs. Um, those types, if you put two of them together in the marriage, I mean, can you imagine? Um, oh, it would be, be passionate, toxic. but 
<laughs> well, it would be lively. Let me put it that way. Yeah, um, it would be lively. They probably really yeah. love hard, fight hard, for sure. Um, if they didn't murder each other, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that. They probably have a lot of different um, films about those types of relationships. Um, they're very. Very exciting, but that would be, that would be hard. And I agree. I mean, there's so many times, even my own husband, he, we kind of, it's like yin and yang, you know, it's very different in that aspect. So that's good to know. Now with our kids, we don't, I mean, we don't, we don't really choose them. It just kind of happens. So, so I think it's, tell me about how parenting your children and know, like, how can we find out their numbers? Because I guess my question is like, at what age do you think that they've developed their Enneagram number? Like I have a five-year-old or almost five-year-old and a nine-year-old. So is it a good time to be like, okay, this is who they are. I, this is probably going to be their Enneagram number. Saying that I once heard that I, that I remind myself of constantly in that is um, hold your truth slightly so okay. that they can fly away when you need them to. And I would use that in terms of typing our children because okay. children often get influenced by other children and start acting and behaving the way one of the more popular or leader type kids does in the class. So what you see is a certain type of behavior may just be that. Okay. And so typing them categorically from an early age. And also if, you know, I, I'm not into parents telling their children what they are. Because oh. once again, then the children start trying to be that thing because they now feel they should be that type of person. And maybe they're not. Maybe it's just a phase they're going through. So I always recommend that you keep those opinions to yourself and just gently watch them unfold. That being said, you know, my son, I, I just realized much later in life, that the reason I could never get him to study when I told him to study was because he naturally was rebellious. Um, he's a six, so I was an authority figure. And that I would have done far better with him by working with him and drawing up a study plan and, and sort of doing a teamwork thing with him than by being the parent and say, you will not leave your room, you have to study for your exams. And strange enough, he's managed to do rather well in life, so clearly <laughs> Clearly, it, it worked out okay. But you know, it's it's really about bringing conscious understanding. And some children are, I have to say, very easily identifiable from a young, very young age, and others less so. So, I would invite parents in in my book, Better Parenting with the Enneagrams, which actually launches beginning of next month. Um, I say there that would you know that parents must just. Yeah, quietly observe your child and then it's probably more important to work on your own strengths and weaknesses as a parent and recognizing what your child may be, encourage the strengths in that type and see what happens. I love that advice about not telling them like what what you think they are and types of, you know, because that could probably get in their mind and for long term and that's a great piece of advice. So I, I definitely, and, and then you don't want to use that against them. Like when they get in trouble or something, well, it's your seven or, you know, <laughs> so that's great. That's great advice. Um, yeah, you reserve that for your marriage. Uh, just a joke. Uh, that is a joke. Yeah. <laughs> no, well, it's yeah. because you're, 
<laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. No, yeah. I may I may have to use that with my husband, but no, <laughs> that makes sense. That's that's hilarious. So in your book, you do um, discuss the the nine types of parenting in the child enneagrams. I know that may be a little hard to go over, you know, in, in this interview, but. Tell me a little bit about what your book is going to teach us about those types. It's going to help you as a parent. The, I must add here, the Enneagram is not for sissies, you know, like old age, and I'm learning the old age part now. <laughs> the Enneagram is not for sissies. In that, if you really want to use it as a tool to work with, you have to be open and able to face the shadow sides of yourself. If you can't, then it's not for you. So it's not to bash yourself up. It's not to tell yourself you're a terrible person, but it's just to gently acknowledge, oh, I can sometimes um, withdraw. Yeah. And this is the effect it could have on, on others around me. And observe that, you know, gently, with love, with compassion. And I do it because of X, Y, or Z. And now with the Enneagram, I have a conscious choice. Do I want to be that sort of parent? So, for instance, a five parent might recognize that they have more difficulty with younger children because younger children demand their time. And fives, everyone, time for everyone is precious, but it's much more precious for a type five because they're always working on some project and they don't want to be interrupted. So in realizing that, actually, this isn't just the right way to be, this is actually an issue, then maybe a five parent could take a certain time out once a week to spend quality time with the child. In other words, draw the boundaries between my time and your time, but then be able to acknowledge that they need to give their child some, you know, sort of specific time where they can do things that fives enjoy, like building models or learning about how engines work, things like that. So it's about coming to a realization of your own strengths and weaknesses as a parent and then learning how to develop your strengths even more and how to work with those more challenging aspects of being a parent. Yeah, and in your book, you mentioned there's 81 different parent-child combinations, um, which can sound a little overwhelming, but I, your book is very well organized. Um, what can you tell us about these different combinations? Well, there are nine Enneagram basic types. There are a lot of sort of subtypes or triads that sort of um, can make people of the same type appear different, but you know, for the purpose of the book, I've taken the nine basic types as parents and then the nine basic types as children. I have also added a little bit into the book about um, the instinctual types, um, but, I, yeah, I don't really want to go into that there. So there is a slight variation. So it's a nine parenting type. So if you have a type one as a parent, how they interact with an, an, a one child, how they interact with a two child, how they – and so on. and that's the same way through. So nine times nine is 81 different possible combinations. And then I also look at how they can be in their more healthy or integrated states of being and what happens as they become less integrated, the uh, dynamics. Okay, that's great. So what if um, – how do you take all this information and then take, like, 
do you recommend having like a meeting with your spouse about this? Because if you're on the same, like, how do you get your partner on the same page about all this? <laughs> I guess is my question. It's fantastic if you can get them on the same page, but it's not essential. Okay. You know, ultimately, development is about self-development. Um, and unless your partner wants to develop in this particular way, um, then, you know, if trying to coerce them into it is probably not going to end well. Okay. So I think it's the important thing is to work on yourself. And if your partner is so inspired because of the amazing change that he's, he or her is witnessing in you, and, and they want to learn more, then that's fantastic. But I know many people who are very deeply into the Enneagrams, who have partners who are completely disinterested, and that's actually okay. It's great if you can work as a team, but it's not essential. Perfect. Okay, that's great to know. Um, in your book, you also talk about how to be fully present as a parent, and you kind of mentioned this earlier about the Enneagram 5s. Um, are there any tips? I mean, it's especially right now with the state of the world and all this negativity going on. Do you have any tips on how we as parents can use this information to be better, better parents for our children, more present? It's different for each type. So each type has different issues that they need to work on. So if I take a type one as an example, Ones make great parents, but they can also become so fixated on doing the right thing, on rules, on mm -hmm. tidying up, on not messing, on all this stuff that they can lose sight of actually having fun with their children. So they can become very efficient in all they do, and, and they, the child learns to not misbehave and to tidy up, and, and those are all wonderful things, but they can lose a sense of joy and fun, which brings them into presence with their child. So that would be one example. Now, well, I, I took the quiz a long time ago and I'm a seven, so I'm all about fun. <laughs> so, uh, but then, you know, I try to enforce rules and sometimes that's a disaster and sometimes it works. Um, so, but I'm, you know, sometimes I have so much fun with my kids that it's, it feels more like a job at some points, you know, especially with my job as a blogger. It's like, okay, let's go do this. Let's do that. Let's do this. But sometimes it's like, okay, we needed to sit still and just play. And so that's, that's a challenge for me. And knowing that I, I think, you know, it, it, this book would be really good for me. I'm good. I'm, I'm very excited to read it. Full disclaimer, I've not read it yet, but I have it and I'm very excited to read it. And I will say I, I went over the book and it's very easy to follow um, the chapters and the outlines. It's it's not overwhelming. I don't I don't think it's overwhelming at all. I think it's very inter interesting. So I'm excited to read it. And you said it's going to launch next month, correct? And we, we can get it on Amazon. I saw it on Amazon yeah, earlier. It's launching on the 5th, so you can pre-order now. I think the Audible, the not the Audible, the um, uh, Kindle version is actually available already. I speak on a correction here. And the publishers are in a tradition, so you'd be able to order directly through them. I'm doing a launch next week on Wednesday at East West Books, so I'm presuming that they would have some copies there in uh, New Mountain, California. 
Um, yeah, I mean, that you just you would just have to type in better parenting with the Enneagram and GAD, and you'll find it um, in a number of different places. I think I, I think it's a great topic. You do you um, do you have people that just come up to you constantly and say, "Hey, this is my number. Tell me what I can do." <laughs> With my life, how can um, I make my life fit better? I don't know. I just imagine people just shooting their numbers at you nonstop. I equate that a little bit with someone presenting me with a painting and saying, what do you think? Should I give up my day job? You know, and every bone <laughs> in my body is saying, what do I do now? You know, so no, I don't like to jump up behind people and say, oh, you're definitely a four or a six or whatever. Yeah. Um, I feel the journey to self uh, the gold in that journey is actually finding themselves because you're going to own it far more than if I tell you um, in terms of what they should or shouldn't be doing. You know, once again, um, I'm reticent to do that. If somebody asked me a specific question, I would be more, or if I was coaching somebody, then that might be different, but it would be more about leading the person to find their own solution guiding them to find their own solution, knowing how best to talk to them because I know and understand their type. That's perfect. Well, um, let's talk about parents that have several different children. I mean, I, I have three and they all range in different age, ages. Um, how do we, you did mention that, you know, it's more about self-awareness. It's, I just, I guess my question is, if you have several children, I'm sure this can seem like an overwhelming and daunting process to like, you know, how do I manage this child versus this child? And then the other one's like, well, that's not fair. You did this with that. Um, do you have any tips on simplifying all that information? <laughs> One of the most amazing gifts of the Enneagram is the ability to understand people at a far deeper level. And with that comes compassion. So, for instance, I have a daughter who's a three, and I know that threes battle to ask for help because they sense or they feel that asking for help is, a, is, is, is an admission of failure. So, as a parent, I know that I need to be sensitive to looking when she may, she may need um, uh, some affirmation or some help and then offering it rather than waiting for her to ask. So that would be one way this an understanding would help me. Likewise, if I was a seven parent as you, and I had a quiet introverted child who wanted to spend their whole day uh, reading books and studying ant farms and doing things like that, you know, the inclination as a seven might be to say, hey, come outside, let's have some fun, let's do this, you know. But with this information, I would know and accept that my child is a five and they really get exhausted by spending too much time playing with other children. They need that time on their own because that's where they um, re-energize. And so I would then be able to create the space for that child to have time on their own and not think there was something wrong with them because they didn't want to be constantly on the go. So it, it, the Enneagram is fantastic like that because it brings an understanding in all your relationships, including your children. That makes a lot of sense. My stepson is, I would say he is probably a five. Um, he's in college, 
but you know, I'm always, I used to get real frustrated with him because he just wanted, he never wanted to go to the beach. He never wanted to do this, that he's very introverted. And I was like, what is, you know, what's going on here? But now the, the more that I've gotten to know him and, um, using this, the system, I'm like, well, that's just, you know, he doesn't get enjoyment out of those types of things and that's okay. But we did drag him out to the Space Center um, tour, and he loved that. And then after that, I said, do you want to go on a family vacation with us? He said, no, thank you. <laughs> so, so, I mean, I could have got real mad at him and stuff, but I'm like, that's just how he is. He likes his space. He likes to be in his um, – he, he's just a quiet person, and that's okay. And that's something that I've learned to deal with myself, whereas in the past I would have taken that like, oh, well, that's rude, you know. Um, so I do think it's great to know these different personality traits and everything like that. And it's not, it's not some, a jab at you per se. It's just how everyone's different, but then it's also incredible how we're all kind of same, the same too. Once you start looking at the different numbers and types, it's, it's fascinating. Um, yeah, so that's great. I'm trying to think. Well, essentially, what... Sorry, essentially no, we are all of the types. So essentially, we are all the types. It's just that rather like I like to equate it to a light hitting a prism and it gets broken down into various different colors. And that's what happens. The colors being, I know there are only seven, but let's say there were nine. The colors being the different types. And But essentially, we come from that one source of white light. Oh, that's that's great. No, I love that. What a... Wow, that's that, that was good. Now I'm going to be looking at a prism like, oh, that's that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> um, no, I love that. And I was trying to think, okay, so with the Enneagrams, there's also like the wings. And what does the wing mean to people that don't know what that means? Like you can be a certain number, but then you have the wing. Do you talk about that in your book as well? Uh, yes, I do. Okay. Well, um, if you don't have wings, you can still fly. Um, just saying, but what, what the wings are, are the numbers on either side of your number. So let's say you were a six, then you would have a potential five or seven wing. And the wings do change through, uh, in our lives. Um, they strengthen, they weaken, and often we can, at work, we can demonstrate a stronger, um, like let's say if we're six, you could demonstrate a stronger five wing at work. And at home, you could demonstrate more of a seven wing. So they're not, wings are not as cast in stone as your type and they flavor your type. So if you are a six with a seven wing, certain attributes of the seven will, so it's a little bit like if you make a nice curry and if you put certain spices in will affect the taste of the curry, but it's still a curry. And that's how the, that's how the wings operate. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. I, as we're talking, I'm thinking here, uh, I didn't know about the Enneagram when I was a child, obviously, but now I'm looking back on my own parents um, and how they raised us and how I still have a relationship with them now. And they're both very different people. I mean, as we talked about, opposites attract. How it, Can we read this book and kind of look back and see, or even if your parents are still alive right now, like, oh, well, that makes a lot of sense. Like, are there some light bulb moments that we could get from reading your book to look back on how we were raised ourselves? Or 
any talks. I mean, of course, I would tell my parents, oh, you're an Enneagram, blah, blah, blah. And they'd be like, I don't even know what that is. <laughs> but <laughs> but um, I'm just wondering if reading this book is going to, you said it's about self-awareness, but it's going to really have some light bulb moments for your own development and upbringing. Absolutely. Because if you suspect that, you know, you're a seven, let's say you suspect that your mother was a one reading um, at the back of the book, the interaction between a seven and a one, you know, the one is the parent and you would then be the seven child. You would start to understand the dynamics of that relationship far better. There's also, I mean, each section on each number, there's a separate section for teens because, I mean, teenagers can be very strange creatures or have you never lived <laughs> I'm with dreading one. It. I'm dreading it. I'm dreading it with my younger, younger kids. I uh, hear it's, it's quite a ride. <laughs> so that's also interesting because then you get to understand a bit of what's going on in their life and understand where their behavior is coming from. Um, whereas before it might have been completely inexplicable how this quiet, docile child suddenly becomes this testosterone-filled, um, you know, uh, uh, angry aggressor sometimes. Um, I mean, obviously not all teenagers are like that, but but you can, you know, the, the, the aim of that section in each book was to help you understand your teenager more as well. And we can all use that help for sure. Uh, <laughs> that That's a great tip. And especially, I just did an episode last week about internet safety tips. So everyone, when you're, you're, you're teen, when you have teens and tweens, it's going to be a whole new ball game. And people used to tell me that when I had little babies, like, oh, enjoy this because it's, it's harder when they're teens. And I'm like, oh, whatever. <laughs> but you know, oh, yeah. yikes. Well, Anne, thank you so much for sharing your time. I I can't wait to dive into the book and read it better and be a little bit more self-aware about my own parenting because let's be honest, we are not all perfect and we, I, we could definitely use the help um, and the tips. So uh, where can we follow you? I assume you have a lot of fun Enneagram tips and workshops and all sorts. Are you going on a book tour as well? Like I, I'd imagine you're going to be very busy next month. <laughs> Yeah, well, I think I'm, 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 I'm being a nine, you know, we, we, we um, like to um, keep our heads fairly underneath the radar. Um, so I'm probably quite safe here in the bottom end of Africa. But um, yeah, I, I, I am busy in terms of interviews and things like that, even, even um, despite the fact that, you know, where I live. But the, um, yeah, I have a website called Enneagram, well, H-T-T-P-S, colon, forward slash, forward slash, Enneagrams, E-N-N-E-A-G-R-A-M-S, with an S, Enneagrams, nine as in the numerical nine, paths.com. So it's Enneagrams, nine, paths.com. So you can sign up to my newsletter and, um, yeah, have a, have a bit of a, I've got a blog site there, so there are quite a few articles on relationships. You were talking about relationships and on parenting. Um, that may be of interest. No, I can't wait to read it. And um, I was going to say, you also have um, a Twitter and you have all the, I'll, I'll make sure that I promote that on um, our Instagram so people can follow you over there too. Uh, what's the weather like in South Africa right now? I'm just curious. 
It's about 28 degrees now oh. and there's no wind because we get a lot of kiteboarders here. We're one of the top kiteboarding spots in the world. But today the kiteboarders must all be at the pub because there's no wind. Oh, and, yeah, wow. it's a perfect day. It's a perfect day. Yeah, I'm I'm from Texas, and right yesterday it was warm and sunny, 70s, and today it's cold, sleeting, um, low of 28. So it's a little bipolar, but that's all right. Uh, well, yeah, thank, thank you, Anne. I look forward to reading your book, and um, we will see you online. And congratulations on the new book. That's amazing. And 35 books. My goodness, I need to. Get- I need to get with the program. That's amazing. Uh, but I'm too busy Maybe I need to fun. get a life. No, no, you don't. That That is amazing. That's one of my life goals is to just write a book. But 35, that's amazing. I'm. That's something I, to actually, be no, very proud. Actually, no, I'm 36. I must oh, be 36. honest. Oh, 36. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, great. Another book in the Enneagram Children series. So, yeah. Well, I love that. You found a topic that you are very passionate about and there's so much to learn about it. That's the thing. It's, it's the learning is always there with that. So congratulations and thank you again for coming on. We really appreciate it. And there's so much that we can learn to be better parents. So thank you so much. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Thanks. Have a good day. Ciao. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.